0: Hello and welcome back to the Sheehan Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker. and I'm joined as always by Matt Chamberlain. How you doing Matt? I'm relaxed, well rested, Mm. because I mean, not doing a lot else. Yeah, yeah, this quarantine life has been different. To say the least. It's uh, uh, been a lot of movies.
1: Yeah, Netflix, definitely getting money's worth out of
0: it. I guess I mean and I really want I'm itching for some sports like yeah. any any way like uh, clearly we'll talk about it here in a minute but these other some other people are looking desperately for sports as well mhm just content in general yeah.
1: how you feeling about the uh The playoff games, just like being broadcast on like ESPN or NBA TV, like old playoff games.
0: It's fun. I started watching. I told you this. I don't know if I said it on air, but I started watching some random like NBA Finals series. Yeah. Because I subscribed, or I knew someone who subscribed to NBA, uh, NBA uh, League Pass. uh, League Pass. Thank you. I can't. It's been a month and I forgot all the NBA lingo. uh, And I've been watching that off and on. Yeah. And it's been fun.
1: I would say I think I watched that uh, two thousand three Spurs Nets closeout game the oh, other god. day where Duncan was absolutely ridiculous. It was really cool to watch. Watch the uh, the Ray Allen shot. Oh my god! You know, um,
0: I turned that game off.
1: <laughs> um, uh, the Kobe's farewell. Um, the game. The anything is possible. Games, the Celtics KG. championship.
0: Yeah, I've watched a ton of old playoff games. Just this, like, the, I think, keep seeing this up on Twitter because I think I follow Kendrick Perkins. But, like, it, that team has, like, taken the greatest victory lap ever. Like, they're still <laughs> victory lapping, and it's been over a like, decade uh, later. It's, yeah, it
1: has been, like, 12 years now. It's like, been a long time. But there's it,
0: been more Boston championships in football and baseball so, than there yeah, have know, been in basketball. But More the Celtics hockey celtics celebrate like it's just happened last year it's well, incredible i know
1: it was like we couldn't couldn't get over the the bird era and then that was we finally got there mm, and then we mm. you know we did some things after that
0: <laughs> scammed some teams yes we did do that uh enough about celtics scaling the <laughs> brooklyn nets oh my god that was so much fun that was good that remember when basketball was there? <laughs> i do <laughs> That's what we're here to talk about today. If you missed missed it, uh we talk about basketball. If you're tuning in for the first time, we're generally an NBA show. Last week Matt will talk about this, but we did some NFL stuff, which was fun. Um if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram, and also find us on your podcast platform of choice and give us a rating. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Matt Tell us a little bit about what we talked about last week.
1: Yeah, so NFL free agency still kicked off um, within the confines of this quarantine, isolation um, world we live in now. And we saw some trades like DeAndre Hopkins um, getting to Arizona and the Cardinals just scamming the Texans. Talking Be- about scams. Because
0: Bill O'Brien came out this week and said he wanted a raise.
1: <laughs> Bill O'Brien's trash. Um the-
0: the sun rises every morning, Matt.
1: <laughs> We're just going to say some general obvious <laughs> phrases here. Um, so we talked about that along with other moves. Um, my beloved Tom Brady talking about Boston. Um, not in Boston anymore. Along with other moves that we thought will be uh, pretty impactful. A lot of quarterbacks on the move and, uh, and other key guys. So that was our our big topic last week. So again, go listen to it. It's still relevant. Uh, it's not like much is happening in the NFL otherwise either. Um, but Because of all this going on, quick NFL thing, though, I will be really interested to see how their draft goes. Um, Scheduled for mid-late April, I think, like, the 23rd.
0: Yeah, that weekend, I think. Yeah, the
1: 23rd through the 25th, I think it is. And um, they're talking about doing, like, a virtual draft somehow. And I'm so curious as to how this will work because it'll give a lot of context for what the NBA will probably do um if they do decide to cancel their season and just do a normal summer the way they they um would under normal circumstances so we'll see how it works um i'm just waiting for like an owner or gm not to get a pick in same way in like, on a fantasy draft and it just auto drafts <laughs> because like they had to go to the bathroom or something and like the intern didn't want to hit the send button they're like I'm sorry, sir. I was waiting on you to come back, <laughs> um, and they get stuck with like some lineman out of like Wyoming or some something ridiculous. Um, so I'm curious how that'll work here in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be fascinating. It's also gonna be fascinating to see you get EA get exposed because they're supposed to be doing like the walkouts. Oof. Yeah. And they're gonna get exposed. Like they should. Yeah. Because they're trash. <laughs> that's great i've been playing a lot of like 2k nba yeah. 2k and i think i can officially say i'm better than kevin Durant at 2k Ooh, yikes because like that that was some trash that i saw um oh harrison barnes is garbage yeah let's get into that <laughs> let's get into the nba news this is a bullet point we have uh later on in the news it's not an opener but uh nba 2k tournaments going on and uh the ESPN and NBA are potentially working on a horse competition with players, which is cool. Whatever, but yeah, there's some 2K trash that needs to be talked <laughs> here. Kevin Durant had the Clippers and got housed uh, by Derek uh, Jones Jr. and the Bucks, yeah, and the Bucks. Which everyone
1: picking the Bucks but, one?
0: Yeah, because Giannis is a cheat code. Yeah,
1: you just go dunk every time. Um,
0: it's also funny Kevin Durant didn't pick, you know, his teammates in the Nets. Ooh,
1: ooh. Um, but yeah, that was that was funny to watch. um It's like I want them, and I've, I haven't watched all of the matchups, but I've seen some of them. Like I really enjoy it when the players are actually talking. Mm. You know, it's cool how they have like the video game um announcers and everything going on, but I, I want to hear them. They got headsets so yeah. talk to him
0: i think Trey young and uh harrison barnes harrison talk. barnes were talking quite a bit
1: yeah that's and, cool that's the kind of stuff i want
0: yeah i feel like Trey young uh, just doing all the Trey young things in 2k was kind of yeah. kind of funny like taking a charge <laughs> like just trolling <laughs> you
1: beat him by 40 too
0: yeah it was it was incredible like some of that these cool. th- th- some of these uh pat NBA... beverly yeah he hyped. was talking mad trash
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love it he was so hyped yeah, that's the kind of stuff like, I live for. I
0: think like the thing that would get to Pat Beverly is that they put his rating next to his name. And he's a 78 overall in 2K. And yeah. they also put him as like an 8th or ninth seed in this tournament. Yeah, that was the wrong move. Yeah, he's he might win the championship. Uh, eight. Just yeah. by hype alone.
1: This is his first time picking up a video game controller. <laughs> he's like, what's
0: this? I'm going to win.
1: <laughs> X all the time.
0: Come here, kid. <laughs> I feel like that's just the, the just how Pat Bev lives. It's amazing. It is. Um, and other NBA news, NBA is uh, discussing the possibility of playing in Vegas, kind of like Summer League, so kind of centralizing everything and f- either finishing out the season or having like a condensed playoffs yeah. in Vegas. And uh, one, that's the idea I pitched. So yeah, sign is. me up, Adam Silver. You can have my number. We'll talk. I'd be happy to uh just kidding you probably wouldn't ever call me uh anyways uh Myers
1: Leonard posted his phone number on Twitter the other day and just like yeah I'll reply to everyone I can promise and like he was
0: (laughs) good for him I don't know why you'd want to talk to Myers Leonard
1: (laughs) dude I mean
0: (laughs) dude's I guess an NBA player but yeah is he like the most like if you looked at that guy you're like yeah you might play
1: basketball I mean he's really tall so you got if you're seven foot tall I mean you're automatically gonna get asked
0: that's true do you play basketball that's a good point um, I think this would be an interesting idea. I don't think James Harden would fare well in this tournament, if or like this scenario, because like Vegas is just not. Oh. <laughs> would not be a good fit for him. I think it would also be awesome because to have another like an NBA team in Vegas would be fun. Yep, exploring that possibility more. Um, another more more on news. Uh, basketball Hall of Fame announcement was made, highlighted by Tim Duncan, the Big Fundamental, Kobe Bryant, and. Kevin Garnett. Yep.
1: Those are the three NBA guys.
0: That's exciting. I mean, yeah, uh, good for Kobe. He, he's definitely deserved. Kevin, Kevin yep. Garnett and Tim Duncan. Ke- Tim Duncan, one of the best power forwards ever, if not the best power yeah. forward ever.
1: Again, go watch that game six against the Nets in 2003. Just was ridiculous.
0: Just abusing.
1: People. Did awful, awful things. It's to amazing. The Nets.
0: Some more like current news. Basketball related news that's not like virtual basketball, both starting to look for someone to run basketball operations. And the real question is at least, this is my question is this a replacement for the leadership council, Matt? It's like
1: the, someone somewhere is having a realization that whatever they've been doing is not working. Derek Rose saved them for a few years, but otherwise, the last 20 years have been a failure.
0: Oh, then, <laughs> oh, going
1: right at Bulls fans, huh? If it wasn't for Derrick Rose, that franchise would be what a C minus franchise.
0: I mean, since Jordan, l- yeah, yeah. I mean, their last playoff run was. I mean, they they thought Derrick
1: Rose was going to do something for them, and like the what that was the right before two thousand ten, something like two thousand nine
0: ish. Yeah, two thousand nine, ten, eleven. I think was that time frame because there were a lot of conversations about who would you rather have Derrick Rose or Russell Westbrook.
1: Yeah, so okay, so in that time span, Derrick Rose was obviously the MVP and unbelievable and all, and all that. But out before Derrick Rose, like after Jordan, before Rose, there's a reason they got the number one pick to get Derrick Rose. And then since then, I mean, they got lucky with Jimmy Butler.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, he was a second round pick, right? Like,
1: I think so. And so, like, yeah, he just kind of made his way in the league. So, you know, like, I don't, I don't give the Bulls any credit for that. I'm gonna be honest. So. It's fair. You know, I, yeah, get an adult in the room who knows what they're doing. <laughs> it's
0: a good uh, strategy. I think Dwayne Wade has thrown his hat in the ring for this. I saw him on Twitter mm-hmm. saying, I know a person. I don't know if that would be the best move, but that would be interesting. To see a yeah. former player it would run run operations like that. There's only a few of those.
1: I mean, like, Wade. I Danny mean,
0: Ainge comes off the top. Of, uh, Larry Bird.
1: Yeah. are right? definitely There could be some guys. I don't know because there's not really like a former bulls player that's like just so obvious um i don't know maybe you look at like a retired player whether it's wade or someone else and just be like we need you in some capacity on this on this decision making team whether it's the head guy or like whatever title you need to give him assistant to the (laughs) president of basketball operations or something like you might need to get some new blood in there.
0: Yeah, or it could be like Magic Johnson, and he could quit in the back <laughs> hallway <laughs> without telling anybody. I don't know. It's just one of those things that I think, I don't know. It's a hard thing to like pick a former retired player. like He tried to play for the Bulls for, what, like a season? Yeah, I mean, you're a Chicago guy um, at this point. So, I don't know. That would be interesting. The Bulls definitely have to do something because they've been a lottery pick for what five years now
1: yeah i mean if three four i mean definitely like the number seven pick every year um yeah i mean we talk all the time about the knicks being rumored to masai ujiri and being willing to pay him everything in the world why the bulls need to be in that same conversation they need someone or something who's either really good at their job or has a really great pulse on the today's current players and how the league works
0: I know a really good coach who was just fired <laughs> or mutually parted ways with the Brooklyn Mets. Might be worth a Kenny call.
1: Kenny Atkinson n- needs to get called. 100%. The,
0: that, it doesn't need to get called. He just needs a job offer to show up yeah. as an inbox.
1: Yep. Fax him something. <laughs> do, do something like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Moving on to our big podcast topic, Matt. So the, if the NBA season were to get canceled and Brian w- Windhorse and Adrian Wojnarowski. Have reported that there could be that possibility. Yeah, what does this mean for all these teams and scenarios that we're so excited to see play out in mm-hmm. playoffs? Do you want to let's talk about that? So, winners and losers.
1: Yeah, that's how we're going to approach this: is players or teams that really could have benefited from having a, a playoffs, but they're losers because they now don't get a playoffs. And in this scenario, we're going through. Or players and teams that will kind of benefit um, because maybe they don't get humiliated in the playoffs or exposed or, you know, maybe the season ending today actually benefited them in some way, shape or form. So that's what we're going to approach this as and talk about. Um, Do you want to alternate winners, losers, or do you just want to go through one category?
0: We can alternate. All right. That kind of cleans the palate a little bit, you know.
1: Yeah, not, not just a total wave of negativity or positivity. Sure. Do a little bit of both. All right, uh, we'll do a winner first. Ooh. Um, so I said a winner for the NBA season getting canceled today, not having a playoff, would be the Nuggets supporting cast. I'm mostly featuring uh, Jamal Murray and, and Gary Harris here. Because um, they would have got worked Ooh. in the playoffs. Um, uh, as the standings are, they were the three. They have had to play Houston in the first round, and that means somebody's guarding James Harden and someone's guarding Russell Westbrook. And I would not like either of those matchups if I'm Denver.
0: Yeah, that would be a tough one because I, I don't feel great. I mean, Gary Harris can hold his own kind of on defense, um, but then like you're also going to have to substitute Tory Craig in there.
1: He's probably going to have to get a lot more minutes, which means Will Barton's not getting minutes. Yeah. And Will Barton was good this yeah, year. Yeah, he was. I like Will Barton. Um, He's probably, honestly, one of the more consistent players this year, too. So, I mean, unless you go small, and then Millsap's not playing. But, again, Millsap had a fine year. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing the Rockets, some teams, you know, toward – because the rockets did get a little bit of time to test their small ball lineup and we'll talk more about them um they they definitely could have done the like the bigger like you you have to guard Milsap Jokic um and those would those players would have been really highlighted because of their size and strength inside and they do have some um spread capabilities too but i think the guards from uh, the nuggets just in comparison even to the austin rivers and and daniel houses who are just their jobs are easier Mm -hmm. in the in the rocket system so whatever guard you have out there i just don't think murray and harris would have looked comparable i'll be honest jamal murray there are some days he looks like he can drop 35 on anybody's head Mm -hmm. and then there are games where it's like god can you make a basket yeah like one of the games where we watched was uh, Portland-Denver game seven last year Ooh. whenever Murray, like, he literally couldn't make anything. Yeah. And it's like, I know that was last year, but it felt a lot of the same this year. And part of me is just like, the Nuggets have invested so much in these guys that, like, they don't want to see their asset embarrassed, right? And so, by not having to play those games, were even if they would have won the series, they wouldn't have looked good, in my opinion. They They probably saved... The face value of the asset, and so I we've talked about it. I would have preferred them keeping Beasley over Harris. You, you felt the same because you're a big yep. Malik Beasley stand. You, you know, it's just I, I don't feel how good about how those guys would have performed. So they win by not playing. You can't lose if you don't play the game, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a good point. I think Jokic would have been definitely had to be the highlight there in that series. He was
1: so good this year,
0: and he was really good. And I don't think he got enough credit in MVP conversations, um, He's, even in our MVP yeah. conversations. Honestly, because I mean, there was one MVP, Giannis. But I it, like the how much he was doing for this team, and some like the nights you watch the Nuggets, and he would just do this like turnaround jump shot and hit it.
1: It looks ridiculous. And
0: bail out the offense. Yeah. Hem- emphasis on bailing out the offense yeah.
1: because the guards who are supposed to run the offense <laughs> couldn't do it cc jamal murray and gary harris
0: yeah i mean that's just like a, a gary harris would have definitely been highlighted in his offensive struggles yeah. in this playoff series when you need tough buckets
1: they would have left him the same way aminu and harkless got right. left for portland last right. year i mean this dude wasn't doing anything on offense this year he was that bad
0: yeah and then making it harder for Jokic, your best player. Because they're crowding him yeah.
1: inside. Yeah. And I wonder with Jokic in terms of like his perception for the year. Because he did have a rough first month. Mm. Like he came in out of shape. That was like a big topic of discussion. Yeah. Of like he played didn't into look, shape. Yeah. And I'm, he's nowhere close to the only one person in the league who does that. I mean, you can find a lot of the major superstars doing it, especially big guys. Um, it's kind of like the same conversation we have with Jalen Brown. Um yeah. Where it's like he had a really bad start to the season, and then it changed. You know, as the year went on, um, I feel like that always happened to Jalen Brown. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah. But Jokic, I mean, you're right. He deserved to be in the MVP candidacy. Probably deserves first team All NBA center. I'm more consistent um, throughout the year than Embiid and and Gobert. So, I mean, he he probably would have made life really hard, and you could hide him out defensively on a if they were to play the Rockets like a Daniel House or you know Robert Covington offensively isn't doing a ton for you besides catch and shoot or PJ Tucker so like you could have hit him and then offensively he just abused anyone they put on him he's got that funky shot where it's like Mm -hmm. yeah the follow-through is good but like the left elbow is like (laughs) way out to the side um I I mean he is the classic old white man game at the YMCA type of shot but Heck, it goes in and he's seven foot, like two hundred and sixty pounds. Maybe that's short changing him too also. So like <laughs> you know, big guy and he, he does work. But again, I it's just so odd to run an offense through a center in the mm. playoffs and really make it work. That then it just to me, and this getting back to the main point of of this uh topic, which was man, if you're having to do that it's because your guards aren't good enough. And yeah. that's just the bottom line. That's why like when Michael Porter Jr. really started to play a little bit more. And, like, yeah, he has his struggles. And he's basically a rookie. But man, Still a rookie. When it, when it, yeah. But, man, when it hits, and, like, it looks like it's flowing, it's like, okay, if the perimeter game for Denver is going, there's there's nothing you can do to stop that offense. Because Jokic is going to dominate from 15 feet and in. Yep. Every single night on the offensive end. If they can just get consistent play on the wing whether that's Murray or Porter or Barton or whoever, I mean, that's what really transforms the Nuggets. And, you know, I, it's harder in the playoffs. You, they got some experience last year, but I I don't feel great about how it would have went this year.
0: No, I think they kind of got bailed out with that Spurs series too. And yeah, that and Spurs they barely team, got out of it. Yeah, the Spurs team really wasn't geared to win, um, especially being, what, they were the eight seven or eight right? yeah and they end up barely winning that series and then now it gets
1: yeah Bryn out. forbes like looked better than them at the times
0: <laughs> just torch it and that get, series went to seven yeah um i just wonder what that rocket series would have looked like because harden has just kind of torched those teams who are so like Good with centers, right? The yeah. Jazz, CC, the Jazz, yeah. Um, and Rudy Gobert. Unfortunately, I, I think Jokic is a little different, but it it would just been an interesting series, and we kind of get robbed of that, unfortunately. Yeah, I think. Um, but I I don't know. The Nuggets are kind of in a weird spot. They should have been super competitive this year.
1: I mean, good thing for them is they're still young. Yeah, like for sure. I mean, Millsap's really the only "quote unquote" old dude on that team. Um, and they've got some interesting contract stuff to, to deal with him with. But, like, Murray's under contract. He's fine. I mean, Harris is still under contract. Whether that's a good thing or not is what it is. Will Barton signed an extension this past summer. Jokic got locked up. Porter Jr. still on his rookie deal. Um, you got to make a decision with Jeremy Grant. Uh, Monte Morris is still on a rookie deal, I think. Um, so, like, there are some dudes out there mm-hmm. um, on your team that, like, you still feel really good about moving forward. Yep. Like, so like – it's not like this was, like, a prime year for them. Like, they had to take advantage of it, like some of the other teams, like the Sixers or or the Rockets or anything. they still got years to go in terms of, like, their window. But, you know, I, I think you really just take the, the highs from this year and then, I guess, keep riding it out. Or you make try and make, like, a big trade this offseason. And, again, maybe the asset of Gary Harris – can still be appealing to a lot of teams because hmm. they didn't see it not go well. Or if you're committed to Jamal Murray, great. If you're like, eh, then, you know, maybe maybe he's a great trade chip moving forward.
0: For that ultra-big superstar. Yeah.
1: If uh, if that guy is out there or you feel right. like you can
0: make a play at him. Yeah. Yeah. The next unhappy superstar. I... trade for Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Beal. Um, oh, Brad Beal, please. Uh, let's go with the loser now. So Bucks, mm.
1: because one, this, this is then what we were talking about then of where's their championship window now. Yep. And, and let's be honest, they, had, we were saying it back in the beginning of the NBA season, they got this year and next year.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: is all they've got to prove to Giannis that this team can win a title and they just don't get that chance in this scenario, like right? The season gets canceled. I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. They're ru- like, the- the thing is, like, they don't have that run where it's like, okay, this is our core. This is our yeah. group of guys. We've had amazing regu- two back-to-back amazing regular season teams, but nothing to yield of it in terms of playoff yeah. success outside of an Eastern Conference Finals appearance. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of disappointing because they lost four straight. Yeah. Um, I think, like, to Giannis, from his perspective, like... This team kind of gets tricky really quick because then you have two potentially two max contracts on the books right yeah and chris Middleton, who had a really good year and he's older he's what 28
1: yeah something like that
0: 27 28 somewhere in that range so he's entering in his prime should be in his prime how many more years does he have left of that of being a 20 plus point performance because he was on track to be a um 50 40 90 yeah basically club. um and he was spectacular i think that's one of the saddest things for not only the bucks as an organization for bucks fans in general like this team really had a shot at winning a championship
1: yeah um i'll say they were probably one of there were probably three teams that could probably actually won a championship this year the la teams and the bucks and yeah you just didn't get that chance the opportunity
0: the interesting wrinkle here is that Giannis got injured right before. Yeah, and like now he has ample time to rest and recover, even if somehow they do manage to recover some of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I just am wondering what these bench pieces look like. Like, how many years does George Hill have left?
1: Because George Hill's been really good for this team.
0: George Hill has been spectacular.
1: The Lopez brothers. Dante Divincenzo, yeah, yeah. Bledsoe. I Bledsoe, mean, that's just, a
0: huge question mark. You still don't know, yeah. right?
1: Because you just you need some consistent playoff performance out of Bledsoe. Because you know, like regular season, he's a good point guard. Like he's a he's a at worst an average NBA point guard with good defensive skills. It's just will it ever come to fruition in the playoffs offensively? And yeah, he he just needs the chances. He just needs the chances to prove it. And like just this game is going to go in or not. And Maybe this year would have been the year. But like you just don't know. And right. it's gonna be another year on the body moving forward. And he's already thirty. Chris Middleton's twenty We'll turn twenty nine this offseason. So like yeah, some of these guys, it's like really their windows in the next couple of years of their prime. Lopez is already thirty two. So like Wes Matthews was nice for him for at least a bit this year. Thirty three. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really like you look at the contracts for this team, only Middleton, Bledsoe, Brooke and George Hill is a non-guaranteed, and then DiVincenzo has a team option past the 2020-21 season. So, like, it's really this year, next year is where this team is signed through.
0: Mm-hmm. Otherwise,
1: I mean, they have basically nothing on the books. Yep. Because they really just bought in, like it's this or nothing. Yep. Right now, and if it if it works for them, it's obviously the greatest thing because it's the same the Toronto effect of, like, you know what? Screw it. We won. nothing else matters. If we're good after this year, great. But who cares? We won, and Milwaukee like they aren't getting that. So now the talk of where is Giannis going is going to intensify, right? Or do you want to be quarantined in Milwaukee? <laughs> do you want to be do you want to be stuck in Milwaukee, right? And no, do you want to play your whole career in Milwaukee, your prime years? Probably not if you still haven't won yet. Yeah, you had a bunch of other guys in their prime years. Right. So it's it's hard for the Bucks to kind of swallow that they didn't get the chance. I It would be really interesting if they come up in August and say, like, we're finishing the postseason. Yeah. Right? Like, we're doing a four-team from each conference. You know, basically, we're just jumping in at this point. We're not doing an eight-team playoff. We're doing a four-team from each and best of three or something. Like, yeah. that would be weird, but, like, it's honestly on the table. Like, to see, like, Giannis just be like, all right, I get a game. Just give me the ball. Yeah. Everyone get out of the way.
0: (laughs) Like, we're not losing this.
1: Yeah. Basically do the Kobe farewell game. Yeah. But Giannis, he's like, I'm dunking the ball (laughs) every single
0: time. Someone better be meeting me at the rim Um, or else I'm putting this in through every single time. I think the funny thing that I saw on Instagram, uh, NBA has been doing these like live videos like these players Mm -hmm. have been taking over. Did you see Giannis like do his live uh
1: i don't i don't know okay
0: so he was there was this video of like someone asked Giannis's girlfriend oh. like who was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. who her favorite team was growing up and she said the lakers and he goes mm-hmm. whoa 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 <laughs> <laughs> i gotta stop this
1: <laughs> yeah i know it's and look, Giannis is anti-lakers um oh it could be interesting um
0: <laughs> i think that kind of squashed the talk a little bit of you know. like where is Giannis gonna play
1: yeah because he's gonna the clippers um <laughs> uh but yeah like it's it's that conversation that's just gonna keep flaring up more and more yep. now yeah um and that's the exact opposite of what the bucks want because mm. you win a championship and then you still get him for another year and maybe you go back to back you're just playing sudden, with house money yeah all of a sudden it's either we went back to back or he's staying because he realizes, oh i can win here yeah i'm not just one i can win two here And it's all about opportunity cost and you know that they they lost in this situation so that's tough for them going back to a winner um again not sure if they would have won the series because we talked about who their potential matchup would have been but james harden and the houston rocket small ball lineup we classified as a winner here ryan
0: yeah because james harden wouldn't have gotten exposed for being <laughs> terrible in the playoffs because
1: um, he looked dead two months ago
0: Man, like, the, quietly James Harden like he put up he has put up numbers and spots. Yeah. But there was that stretch where he was going like 3 of 14, 4 of 14. Yeah. for like 14 points. And like Westbrook was the lead on this team. Um that would have been a uh, we that's another team that we just I don't know yeah. if it works. <laughs> Maybe
1: they get like for them and how they've built the team it's like a good thing that they get to push it off another year. That, like, they don't know that it failed. Right. We, we think it wouldn't have worked. But, like, one, I am super interested in this Houston Rockets experiment. Like, I genuinely want to see if it'll work or not. Like, I'm actually disappointed we didn't get to see it because I wanted to be like, can they really just say my biggest guy is PJ Tucker and we're just going to run you out of the gym? Yeah. I, I wanted to see if that would work or not. So, I'm all sad we may not get to see that. But for the sake of the Rockets, like, if they do believe this is how they should build their team or play with uh harden and westbrook then like you don't know that's not going to work in the playoffs i mean you don't know that it is going to work but you don't know it's not going to work and so therefore try to get next year
0: yeah that's i think this like kind of consequently might be saving daryl morey's job in a way because it was rumored for a long time that he might not he might not be around next season if this goes poorly in the playoffs kind of interesting that he might just like that might just be kicked to next summer yeah uh whenever this like starts playing again um and who knows what they do are able to do in free agency you know mm-hmm. not much i mean they could maybe yeah. tr- trade eric gordon that's really their last asset they have yeah um, i don't know this rockets team is so weird it's it is weird it's really really
1: strange well and probably also helping out going back to daryl Morey real quick he because he's signed for a couple more years is tellman fertita can't pay to cut him (laughs) and then go hire someone else (laughs) um so he's super cheap and with all this going on he doesn't have that income um but i'm more interested about mike d'antoni right because his contract was 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 an
0: extension yeah what Who do you bring in to run this? Yeah. Like, Mike D'Antoni's the guy who.
1: Literally the guy. So, I mean, I would almost be like, do you bring in, like, a player, like, a retired player? Mm -hmm. I know we talked about this with the Bulls, but, like, literally, a player who's going to be like, yeah, just go run.
0: Do you bring in Steve Nash?
1: God, if you could, that'd be incredible. That'd be, like, it. I don't know if you'd do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that would be the only. Or do you go, like, sneakily try to hire tim duncan (laughs) away from the spurs as the head coach i mean it's not the worst idea i don't know i don't think he'd do it but it's not the worst idea tim duncan and james harden would get along at all he'd be like you need to be here at 8 a.m and james harden is like that's when i go to bed
1: (laughs) 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 oh you're probably right about that um tim duncan probably wanted a little more structured um but there's got to be someone like that you know, and I know we're. this is just literally off the top that we're just throwing this idea out there. So we haven't thought about it. But, like, guys that could do this and, like, basically just be like, we're going to let these guys run. I'm going to bring in some, you know, like, old plays here and there. And, you know, just some basically just be like a vet on the team. Yeah. Um, Have the old white guy assistant coaches for defense and all that. But you know what? Screw it. We're, we're just going to basically play pickup. Yep. I'm taking five guys that fit together and we're just
0: playing pickup. And I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. I I know I'm oversimplifying it, but who cares? It's like if Philly is on the other extreme, this is on the way, way, way other Mm -hmm. extreme. Yeah. um, It it would just be fascinating. I'm all for it. Like, you would have to watch every single Rockets game, essentially.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, you can go go way out there and get, like, those, like, point guard types. You know, like, whether it's a Chauncey Billups or, Mm. like, I know he's not a coach. I don't... Could we get Mike Bibby? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, he's got coaching experience, right? And just Sure. In, like, high school. Um, but, like, I mean, his team's in balling. But can we get, like, Mike Bibby or um, Brandon Roy?
0: Penny to go- Hardaway.
1: <laughs> to come up from Memphis. Um, basically, just let them just run wild. I, don't, I, I think that's kind of the route they should go if they don't bring back D'Antoni next year. Um, to run this team the way that like, they've con- constructed it currently.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because they're locked into whatever they do now. Like, yeah. this is not like, uh, well, we can trade all these pieces. We have all these assets. No, you don't. No. Like, your best asset...
1: Nor they, do they have a draft pick. They don't no. have a draft pick this year. No. So, that's going to be tough. Because, again, that's how you bring in cheap guys to fill out your bench and give you good spot minutes. Cause, and they don't have anyone, like, coming off the books so, like of relevance. Like, Tyson Chandler really hasn't done anything for him whatever. this year. Cephalosha, Bruno Caboclo... Um the whole Damari Carroll thing, Jeff Green thing, like who really cares? Mm -hmm. So like you bring in back most of your guys for next year. Um a lot of them are on non guaranteed deals, you just guarantee it, it's fine. Austin Rivers might opt out though. He's at two point four million. Probably should opt out, but I don't know if Houston pay him. So I don't know, but that's gonna be something we talk about later on is free agency. This summer. That's going to be weird. Mm. So, yeah, the Rockets, probably a winner because they just get to run it back next year um, with full confidence in their team. Yeah. Uh, loser. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, the, the Simmons and Bede diehards. So, the baseline idea here is this combo still can't win in the playoffs. Now, it's unfair because this year they didn't get a playoffs in, the, in our scenario here. But they still can't win in the playoffs, Ryan.
0: They here's the deal: Simmons. We don't know how. Like, have we gotten an update on how bad Simmons is hurt?
1: No. That that's been very hush hush.
0: That's been the biggest. That's probably the biggest like Sixers blessing in disguise is that no one's focused on that. Yeah. Because he could be really hurt, and we have no idea. Embiid. Who knows? Where was he? Yeah. This guy. This pairing might not even. Uh, they might not even gotten a chance to play in the playoffs because they're both on the sideline hurt.
1: All the time. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a slight win here because it's almost the, the Harden Rockets argument of, well, we didn't see it fail. Problem is, we've seen this fail before. <laughs> we We have seen it fail. We've seen it be a clunky offense all year. Mm. Like, there's a reason. And maybe they wouldn't have finished at the sixth spot in the East. But they finished at the sixth spot in the East in the current standings. Like, Indiana passed them. And then Toronto and Boston were in a separate class, in but, my opinion. I mean,
0: every team above them was essentially better than them all year, except for Indiana, right?
1: right? Yeah, they finally got Oladipo back and finally started to get their footing right before all this happened. So, like, yeah, it's Philly who is really the inconsistency. They were consistently good on defense this year. Like... Ben Simmons was really good defensively. He, like he might win defensive player of the year. Joel Embiid was I mean at worst in the way um in the paint and like not a total liability because offensively he was still pretty good. Like of course they built this team with Richardson and and everything and Horford to like be a good defensive team. So like you knew that that would work this year, but the offense just looked terrible. Yeah. There's no way around it. Like there's a reason Horford had to go to the bench.
0: Yeah, and I think the big question is is like surrounding the Sixers team is, one, does this combo work? Of course, that's like the underlying topic we're talking about. But then, like, what to do with the coaching situation, Brett Brett Brown, and what to do with Al Horford. Because that, like you said, just highlighted, didn't work. Straight up, didn't work. And there's not really a place anyone's going to take on that kind of $30 million
1: of Al Horford per year.
0: Yeah. No one's taking that on, especially if the cap takes a hit
1: yeah and and that's me part of it too is like what, what does that mean financially and then like draft pick wise like it's not like philly draft picks have really worked the mm-hmm. last couple of years like yep. zaire smith like basically hasn't played um the Fultz is already off the team and then we saw matisse Steibel get like a ton of hype and then average like five points a game <laughs> and like he was borderline unplayable for large chunks of the season, like whether Philly wants to admit it. Yeah. Basically. I mean, that's, that's what I said. (laughs) I mean, it's really just, does the shot ever come or not? Yeah. That's really all it is. Um, so yeah, like we, we know this probably wasn't going to work and they didn't get a chance to prove it wrong. Like at least Houston had the chance of working, I think. And they just didn't get that opportunity. But like Philly, like I, I don't know if this was ever working. And I mean, to, to turn the narrative, they say, like, this is something you do build around. Like, they needed the playoffs. They needed it. Because the regular season didn't matter mm. for them. Like, yeah, the offense sucked all year, and, like, that's very concerning. But, like, ultimately it doesn't matter. Is just, is this style going to work in the playoffs?
0: That's what they said. They were like, this is what this team is built for. Elton playoffs. Brand has said, like, we're only concerned about the results in the playoffs. And I don't... I they would have played what, the Miami Heat in the first round? And we talked about that right before quarantine. No, if they were the
1: six, they would have played whoever would have finished oh, tor- as three. Yeah, so yeah. Boston. Or, you know, depending on how the year would have worked out, Toronto. Um because yeah. that was close. That was um three games. So but let's just say it's Boston. Like, is Al Horford guarding
0: Jason Tatum?
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> No. Um Jalen Brown, not this year. Kemba, definitely not. Gordon Hayward, probably not either
0: yeah uh, uh, yeah uh, like that's the thing is like this i i feel like we've harped on the simmons and combo so much i like them individually as players oh yeah like when we have seen uh them play for stretches by themselves like right simmons has played excellent by himself without Embiid. Embiid has i don't have we ever seen in really without simmons
1: A little bit, but not much because Simmons, for the most part, he's been an Iron Man. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, he missed his first year, but like Embiid was still hurt. Mm -hmm. So, like, there really isn't more than probably, I would guess, like 50 games that Embiid has played where Simmons hasn't. That's just uh, off the top of my head, but like, because Embiid only had like the, what, the 33-game year? And I I don't remember if that was with or without Simmons. And I think Simmons has played probably 70-plus games every year. Since then, because he hasn't really been hurt since. Because I mean, the dude's built like a truck. Like he looks different out there compared to most dudes, especially when he's playing point guard for them. So no, he probably hasn't played many games where it's just been Embiid.
0: And like, maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's the hangup is on Embiid, and that's the issue here. Is like Embiid just is not consistent enough in a regular season environment to play eighty-two games. And like, I don't know chuck has harped on this Shaq has harped on this i don't i don't know
1: and maybe and maybe that's fine if it pays off in the playoffs sure like if him playing 60 games in the regular season 28 minutes a game is enough to get them to a decent seed in the uh regular season then that's good enough as long as in the playoffs like they can be the three or four and still make it to the finals or eastern conference finals like they haven't
0: yeah i mean maybe that's that's another critique too is that instead of it being 60 games it's more like 65 and instead of 28 minutes it's really 34 plus plus. Yeah. and like that's where the issue lies and that's the thing with brett brown
1: yeah i mean brett brown's put in a tough spot because i mean who well we may never know the truth if brett brown really wants this team right that's a good
0: point that's a really good point he could have been happy with the original
1: version of this team brett brown signed up for like philly eight editions ago like (laughs) robert covington
0: with uh reddick reddick oh my god reddick was on this team last year jimmy butler like
1: yeah what what edition of philly did brett brown really want yeah is it is it this twin or not twin towers like quadruple towers they've got going on now was it like this young feisty scrappy team was it more of a a three-point threat it's it's almost impossible. No, of course, he's just going to say, I'm going to play with whoever I got. I want to coach him, blah, 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 whatever. Bulls was something, politics. Um, but, like, it's hard to make this work offensively. I just don't know if there's anything Brett Brown can really do about it. I'm going to be honest.
0: Essentially, Al Horford has to be a knockdown three point shooter, and he's he, not. At this he's got to
1: hit 40% from the corner. And he's not. No. I, I mean, if, if he could, if he could do 40% from the corner, 35 36% from the wing. I mean, literally just catch and shoot. And then, you know, 33%, 34% top of the key. I, it feels much different. I'm sure that's true. But, I mean, what, he's an aging center who struggled at times last year. Yeah. So, I mean, what made you think playing more defense this year would have helped his offense also? And worse spacing would have helped his offense.
0: Right, and then in, in pla- replacing those games with Embiid's starting minutes yeah like the idea was that he would essentially be and beats backup but that really hasn't been the case yeah He's been just the starting center for a lot of games
1: mm-hmm. well it's some of the stuff that Utah jazz got into with um like when they had go bear favors yeah and it's just like yeah maybe they made a start in both but truly they want it to be like a starter backup situation but I mean they're both good players to so start in both but one there has to be a little acceptance that comes with that and Two, Derek Favors was not getting paid. Some way Al Horford was getting paid. And three, if Favors couldn't shoot, then that whole thing was dead in the water. Right. It truly just was. And that was the Jazz's biggest problem for so long is there just wasn't the spacing. And it's basically the same thing Philly got themselves into, but they chose to. Which is weird.
0: <laughs> uh, crazy, a big man picking up more big men in yeah. free agency.
1: Yeah. Alright, so winner. Um <laughs> I said the nets. It's because they didn't get worked by a uh, Toronto or Boston in the first round.
0: They were trying to play their way out of the playoffs, <laughs> god, right?
1: They, it seemed like it. Um, trying to give their spot to the the Wizards. Oh god! Um, oh god! They they weren't that far off. Oh. Um, the because the the Nets um, got a little little streak going right before the uh, quarantine, but thirty and and thirty four. I mean nothing special there. The Magic were thirty and thirty five. So, really, it's just that the Magic had played one more game and it, they lost. That was the difference between the Nets being the 7 and the 8 um, in our scenarios. And then the the Wizards are 5.5 back of the Magic right now. So, again, th- there was time for the Wizards to, to make the playoffs. Um, make the ground there. And the Nets get bounced. Um, so, probably a good thing. And also... Probably means they don't have to listen to Kyrie as much because he was saying trade all these dudes. And if it would have looked bad, he would have been like, "Look, I told you, trade all these dudes." Yeah, so you don't have to deal with that.
0: That's gonna. There's all of a sudden what felt like this Nets team was such a sure thing next year, kind of feels like a whole bunch of question marks. I.e., head coach. What does yeah. Kyrie and Kevin Durant look like after missing extensive amount of time? Look like, act like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all of that. um I think, I mean, they're a winner because they get more time to figure this stuff out. Yeah. Like, it's not happening all at once. Like, you're not Mm -hmm. getting bounced from the playoffs. You're not trying to find a head coach at the same time. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Like, they're going to have to answer a lot of questions. And I think that front office now has more than enough time to do it. And they just got to figure it out.
1: Yeah. I would say if, because I really don't see many scenarios where the Nets team, you know, as is um having to deal with injuries or having to deal with would have looked particularly good and so if you are having to like make some tough decisions about this guy's going to be on our team next year or not like if those guys looked bad in the playoffs you whether you're having to trade them or it's free agency thing like probably wouldn't have got the value mm. you needed out of them um whereas like last year like, they got a ton of trade value out of d'angelo russell yeah right like i know and that was a weird situation with durant and everything but like the point being like he did well, and he became a positive asset whenever two years prior, like the Lakers thought he was a negative asset, really. So that, that type of situation didn't happen for the Nets. Um, but, again, I just don't think it would really would have worked out well for them anyway. So um, we're going to go back to a team of more significance because, let's face it, the Nets are what the <laughs> Nets are. Um, Clippers. So we kind of get in the same conversation as the Giannis conversation here with Kawhi and Paul George. They didn't get that chance. To prove their dominance in the playoffs. Again, another team built for the playoffs. They didn't get the opportunity to be like, look, we are the best offensive, defensive, two way com- like combination in the league. Because right now it's as a LeBron and A D. That's the hype because it's looked really good all all season. This combination of players, I mean, they are they are playoff guys. Um Paul George, I know, fell apart a little bit last year because mm-hmm. he didn't have any shoulders. Um, <laughs> Literally carried the thunder too much. Yes, um, and Kawhi was throwing up garbage and making it every single time down the floor for Toronto last year. But, hey, it won a championship. Um, great players make tough shots. So, I mean, that that combination, I mean, they only have a couple years where like, they're actually, like, signed with this team.
0: Yeah, right? They're they're up in 2021, think, 2022?
1: Let me look real quick. But I think they had this year and next year. And then after that, it was non-guaranteed, like an they option. Had, yeah, player yeah, options. Both of them, yeah, so this year and then next year are guaranteed. After that, it's player options.
0: So maybe those player options like get a little bit more interesting if the cap takes a lower hit. Yeah. Because if they're taking a percentage, it would be smarter to opt in mm-hmm. rather than a number for the player's perspective i just with these two players like it's kind of like the clippers in general they had such an amazing group and core yeah. of lou will harrell of course Kawhi pg beverly beverly Hammett. all those but now those a lot of those contracts are coming up
1: mm-hmm uh yeah harrell's a free agent um they traded for morris yeah and and he's up that that looks stupid now. I mean, really, in, in hindsight, like it was they gave up Mo Harkless, which wouldn't have mattered either, but they gave up like their draft pick, which is gonna be like right. twenty seven. Right. So like, kind of matters, but grand scheme of things, not really. Um, but yeah, it's like years losing years in opportunities. and opportunities. It's like with Kawhi, look like he's dragging his uh, body around out there, and Paul George with his injury history, like you gotta be worried about putting unnecessary miles on these guys often that load management strategy looks pretty good right now because there's no no championship anyway and right so, right and um didn't put those unnecessary
0: miles on yeah it, and maybe this is just more rest for them to yeah. come back next year and just be on a tear be truly healthy because Kawhi at times looked like the spurs Kawhi, where if you dribbled around him it was like his ball yeah he's like yeah that yeah you can't
1: come on this half of the court
0: right he essentially <laughs> locked down a whole half of the yeah. court, which is ridiculous. Um, I think PG definitely, because uh, there also seem to be some meshing isu- issues, like that one game kind of towards the end of the se- what we knew the season was, with the Clippers <sighs> and Lakers, is like Paul George got a ton of looks in the first half, and then no looks in the second half, so they have more time to mesh now, um, but they also have less time to win championships.
1: Yeah, so, they're a, they're a tough team, but overall, I'm gonna keep them as a loser. Um, talking about some real losers here, <laughs> but they're kind of winners in this situation. Um, I said the Warriors, Cavs, and Timberwolves because they got the three worst records in the league. So you got pretty good odds in the upcoming NBA draft, whenever that is, because there are some teams that were close to catching them. For the, some of the worst records in the league, um, but the Warriors, Cavs, and Timberwolves—well, Warriors and Cavs have been trying all year. Timberwolves, I don't know if they were trying, but. Definitely. Carl
0: Anthony Towns like I want to. I want to play with D'Angelo Russell. I'm not playing.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, the NBA draft is going to be weird. We kind of mentioned it up at the top. We yeah. talked about the NFL draft because who who knows what this process is going to look like? Um, whether it's private workouts or interviews or, or whatever um we don't we don't get that or we might get a changed adapted version of it we don't get the ncaa tournament which sucks um because yep. that's when some teams who haven't done a good job scouting all year get to go scout but in theory <laughs> the warriors and Cavs knew they were going to be bad timberwolves probably knew they were going to be bad so they've probably been scouting all year in theory
0: i don't know if the Cavs <laughs> what they've been doing all um, year
1: Uh, so they, uh, they get three worst records again, those really good draft odds. I I don't, we, we'll talk more in a later pod about this draft class and all and, and what you want to do as a top team in it. But like, Hey, I'd rather have the option of picking who I get rather than other teams taking guys. And then you kind of just left with what you're left with. So I'd rather be at the top than the bottom of the draft. Um, as long as. Uh, you're not going to win a championship, so you know don't be mediocre. So good job, Cavs and Warriors, and kind of Timberwolves. You weren't mediocre.
0: I think the Timberwolves. I don't know. They're in their own category of sucking.
1: If they get someone though who can really hit for that team next year with Russell and Towns, like that could like and a rookie that can kind of instant come in and and do some work with them. Mm. That could be cool. Yeah, the Jared Culver thing hasn't
0: really worked this year. They have to find someone who defends because no one on that team wants to defend
1: right now. Yeah. I mean, Beasley, Russell, Towns, and then whatever you can kind of fill in around the edges. Like, that's a core. It's a good core. Not a bad team. I mean, for a lot of GMs, like, that's better than what they've got.
0: It's a good point. Yeah, it's a really good point. And maybe D'Angelo or Russell, like, can try again. I don't
1: know. On that side of the court. Yeah. Maybe. Um... (laughs) The Knicks.
0: That's all. Just the Knicks <laughs> suck. They're losers
1: always. <laughs> um, forever. Um, we'll do another one with them real quick since uh, that, was, that was short and sweet. Um, so losers, and this is kind of related to the draft. Um, the Pistons. They were one and nine in their last ten games. They were <laughs> sucking. Oh, um, man. Lost five straight. Tanking hard. Um, I mean, they traded Andre Drummond for John Henson and Brandon Knight. Um, Some pocket. So. Line. Um, that was a thing. And yeah, they were trying real hard to catch everybody. Um, and honestly, they probably would have, except Golden State. Golden State had a pretty significant lead for the worst record. But they could have caught um, Minnesota and Cleveland for sure um, if they would have had a few more games to lose. <laughs> so, <laughs> <That's>, um,
0: <laughs> that. like, we make fun of the Knicks, but good God, the Pistons are just, like, hopeless. I, I
1: don't remember. Did we, did we just crap all over them a few episodes ago? We did. I feel like we did. Um,
0: they are just like the most hopeless group of uh, organization in basketball.
1: The fact that resurrected Derrick Rose is like the best thing about that team this year is probably all you need to know about the direction of that team.
0: How, like, frustrating is that? It's like, man, I'm coming, I'm coming back. I'm, I'm actually, you know, able to play a little Derrick yeah. Rose. And I'm on this god-awful Team. team.
1: Like, you hope Blake Griffin would be something. And, like, he's a good player still. I know he's overpaid, but he's a good player still when he plays. But he's hurt all the time. And, then, I mean, in theory, like, Luke Kennard's a good player. But, like, why they don't even play him half the time, it feels like. And then we're not going to get into the Detroit Pistons. But, um, yeah, I'd say they're losers because they didn't get the opportunity to keep losing and get a better player in the upcoming draft. At least they're odds to get better.
0: There's no hope for them. I'd I've like, given up. Yeah. I, I I think they need to be snoozed for the next ten years. Probably. Talk to me in 2030.
1: <laughs> Probably. Um, we got one more winner, one more loser here. Um, so I I put Zion as a winner. Ooh. So I know fan disappointed that we didn't get to see Zion more.
0: Zion jaw. We didn't get yeah. that. We're robbed of the Zion yeah. jaw playoff race.
1: Um. So that that sucks. But for just focusing on Zion for a moment, his season was literally all hype.
0: Oh, yeah, right? for sure. Like,
1: like, from the moment he actually stepped on an NBA court and got mm-hmm. to play, like, a month or so ago, I mean, nothing but praises. Not saying he was, like, the greatest player ever, but, like, all praises for him. And no criticism. And, yes, would have liked to have seen him have the chance to, to lead the Pelicans to a potential eight seed. Um, that, I honestly... I said I didn't think they were going to get it. Um, I know you were um, a little more hopeful than I was because they have a good team.
0: I was all on the Brandon Ingram hype train.
1: I love Brandon Ingram, but um, they were just so far back. Yeah. They were working their way up. Um, Spurs were falling down the standings, for example, but um, there's no going, not going to be any criticism with Zion this year then because, I mean, yeah, he was hurt, but, I mean, it happens, whatever. But when he played, just everyone fell in love with him.
0: It was special. Yeah.
1: It was, it really was, to, to see him just dominate NBA players, grown men, just move them out of the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was incredible. And so, like, whether it's playoffs, like, you kind of see some of the faults more of, like, the spacing, um, or, you know, maybe he's not able to lead New Orleans back, you know, there's, there's literally just no criticism for this year. Yeah. And so, like, he's probably not going to win Rookie of the Year. He, he probably wasn't going to win it anyway. Let's just be honest, because um, he only would have played, like, 30-something games.
0: Like, Giannis Antetokounmpo is MVP, John Morant's Rookie of the Year. Yeah. You're not going to swipe me on that.
1: Yeah, there's, there really shouldn't be much of a discussion. Um, yeah, there's a solid number two, but, like, there really shouldn't be a discussion as number one. So, like, I really don't know if there's much for Zion to gain. Mm. Playing the last 20 games, again, gets to rest. In theory, he should just be working out right now. Um, I don't know. Quarantine might hit him hard. But, uh, I... I think what new orleans got to see shouldn't make them overly optimistic moving forward the fans nba fans like it should just be like all positives going in here from zion and just hope next year they get to play a full year and and all all's great for zion and the pelicans moving forward and they really are a playoff team like they honestly could should be um because they have a good team they really really do they, that's a well-built team i don't know if they meant to or not but
0: Lonzo sneakily having a good year. I kind of have to retract all my Lonzo. Yeah, you do.
1: Um, I was
0: not, I was anti Lonzo for a long time, but I've been watching a lot of highlights and he's, he can kind of shoot now. He can kind of shoot and good Lord in this like offense. He's so fun. Yeah. Cause he's just like the times that he played with Zion. It was just like half court lobs. Oh, it was amazing.
1: It is incredible. Yeah. Um, but like drew Lonzo Zion, ingram and then whatever center whether it's they can bring back favors or they played meli a good bit and he's yeah. a stretch five so that yep. really worked spacing wise um that's an incredibly fun team
0: i think for me just being like the couch gm that i am i would put Redick in that lineup and zion at yeah. center because that should great be same position. effect as
1: the meli idea yeah. of spacing um but yeah i i really think this team next year could be a like, one of those teams that sneaks up and we're kind of like, man, how did the Pelicans get the five? Kind of like how the Thunder yeah. did this year. Yeah. I could see that next year
0: for them. Kind um, of take that Mavs leap this year. Yeah. That, they were significantly better than last year. Yeah. And out of the playoff race at this point last year.
1: But but this year, firmly in it. Who yeah. knows what they'll do, but yeah. firmly in it. So, yeah. I Overall, you got to be nothing but impressed with Zion for the most part. Um, and then last loser, it's
0: more of a... a Bigger idea here is Mm. free agency. Ooh, man! If that if this cap takes a hit like we think it's going to, not only from the China fiasco, yeah, with uh, Daryl Morey, with Daryl Morey earlier in the season, but now the this pandemic and COVID nineteen. There's just I don't know what the money situation is going to look like for these NBA teams. They're not going to want to spend a lot of money because I guess there's a potential threat for this coming back (laughs) next year.
1: Well. Uh Like teams not getting playoff money,
0: yeah, like that's a big deal.
1: Um, and like, what if owners are like, I don't even know how many games we're gonna be playing. Yeah, like we're gonna be honest at this point, we don't know if we're playing eighty-two games next year plus playoffs. Right. So like, why am I paying luxury tax money for fifty games or sixty games or something like that? Like, so our team's gonna try and like dump money or like free agency. Then, which was the, the starting point is you ain't getting that deal. You ain't getting that four-year deal that you were probably hoping for at a certain number like Harrison Barnes opting out last year um to sign on a long-term like 20 million dollar a year deal looks genius now because if you have entered free agency this summer like who knows what he's getting
0: but Not ain't what that. He got. yeah and I, I think it falls along the <clears throat> line with like Al Horford is like mm-hmm. any vet veteran big man yeah probably isn't getting a big deal aldridge
1: like, gasol yeah abaca types
0: yeah. yeah they're just not because those are one weird positions right now but also kind of like i would rather not pay you especially if we're getting like potentially high schoolers in the next couple drafts yeah. i mean there's just so many so many wrinkles to this and this is literally going to change the league for this is league changing like this yeah. is history and like it's just gonna change this some some for some players yeah like i think andre Robertson, he's a free agent scheduled to be a free agent he just straight up might be out of league
1: yeah i mean i'm he's literally done nothing the last two years because of the injury yeah so that's tough for him um but even like there are guards who like have the option of becoming a free agent this summer like DeMar DeRozan or Mike Conley mm. like older guards that are still good but like probably they're I mean one they're not worth that contract that amount so it's like the Harrison Barnes thing of like would Mike Conley opt out of like 34 million dollars this coming year to try and get like a 4 for 80 4 for 90 um before all this stuff he might have but there's, I don't think there's a four for ninety, four for eighty for Mike Conley, waiting for him this off season, like that's just probably not going to be there. Or DeRozan, I think he's on the books for like something like twenty seven, twenty nine million next mm-hmm. year, on an option. I, I mean, he would be looking for like a four for a hundred, probably, four for ninety. I, I don't think he's getting that.
0: No, I mean, like if you're your agent and your player has a opt in, you're telling them to opt in, right?
1: Probably and then for some teams that that's going to screw them over um financially but then for the guys who are just unrestricted free agents like they they were just coming off the books anyway like even the joe harris's like for example um joe harris a good player probably should be worth 10 to 15 million dollars a year probably looking what if he was looking for like a three for 45 that's a pretty fair reasonable deal actually for someone who can shoot and play defense like him um i don't think it's there he can maybe find, like, a 1 for 12, 2 for 20, and, I mean, it's a okay deal, but that, it's not the same thing.
0: Right, yeah, you're kind of just betting on yourself, and that the cap gets better at some point, yeah. which it might not, and who knows, it might take the cap a long time to recover yeah. from this.
1: I mean, it literally could take three or four years before, like, they kind of financially bounce back, owners decide, like, we're gonna start paying the luxury tax again, or getting the repeater tax or whatever it may be so like yeah it's team building it's gonna
0: be tough it's gonna be really tough and the teams with a lot of draft assets are gonna be super happy i.e yeah. the oklahoma city thunder because
1: there's a bunch of cheap players yeah right they, they just have eight guys on rookie deals and then spend, spend 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 on the other five or six
0: it's gonna be fascinating yeah this i mean this is like a decade-long This is going to have ripple effects for the next decade. Yeah, Straight up.
1: Some GMs are really going to earn their money right
0: now. And some are going to get fired. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The owner comes in and looks at the books and goes, God, did I sign all these? You sure did. All right. Well, uh, who's supposed to be advising me on this? The GM? See you later.
1: Yep. Hey, as long as you get that severance, right? Get the rest of your money.
0: Yeah. Go find a beach somewhere, I guess. Go buy an island with all that severance. There you go.
1: Isolate on an island.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what i'd be doing if i were kenny atkinson right now um well that's all we got for you on this episode uh 67 is pretty much uh pretty much all done you got anything you want to add matt i think i'm good the next still that's my last there it is there it is uh we will be back for episode 68 probably talking about potential uh how we would vote in an award season Because that that that, that's essentially what have been happening now, Um, but we'll see you back next week. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Yeah.